Hey guys, welcome back to Sassy with Mickey. Today I'm doing a solo episode to teach you how to ace that interview, make a lasting impression, and hopefully land your dream job. This episode is gonna have a lot of healthcare examples because I myself am a healthcare worker, but these tips are really applicable no matter what field you work in. To give you some context for why I am so passionate about interviews and interview prepping, I used to get rejected from every single thing that I ever had to interview for. But with every single rejection, I learned exactly what not to do the following time, and all of those lessons compiled together have now made me such a strong interviewer. Some of you may know this, but I actually used to counsel my subscribers followers one-on-one on on coaching them for their new grad interviews. I probably mentored over 50 of you guys because I was just so passionate about helping other people through what I struggled through so deeply. And many of you sent in so many testimonials saying that you were able to land your dream job subsequently and it just made me so happy. Which is why I'm here today to film this podcast episode because I feel like some of these tips and tricks may be very useful if you are preparing for an interview. This podcast episode is free of course but I also want to let you know that I have created a comprehensive interview checklist and guide, which is actually available on my website, mickeyride.com. It includes a full list of interview questions, sample answers, an interview preparation checklist, thank you email templates, tips on what to wear, and everything in between. Everything that's denoted in this podcast episode is also beautifully summarized in that guide. But without further ado, let's jump right into it. A lot of preparing for an interview is actually just anticipating what your interviewer is going to say or what they're going to ask and acting accordingly to make them feel very comfortable with you. So the most important part of this is obviously preparing for the interview questions. My favorite way to do this is to list all of your questions on a Google Doc and answer them, print it out, and then practice them anywhere and everywhere you go. In the bathroom, on the way to work, with your friends, with your family. You want to make sure that these interview questions are prepped so well that they seem as if they're naturally coming out, but in reality you practice them a hundred times and even if somebody woke you up at 3 a.m. you'd be able to get the perfect interview answer. All right, questions that they'll ask. The number one most important question that they will ask is tell me about yourself. If you structure this question well, you could actually probably change the course of the entire interview and make life a lot easier for yourself. Let me teach you how I like to structure this. Your goal is to let them get to know you, set you apart, and then make sure that you're absolutely unforgettable. So I like to use a three-step breakdown to answer this question. Number one, getting to know you. Give them the background, give them the context. For new grad interviews, this is what I said. Hi, my name is Mickey. I'll be graduating from the UCLA School of Nursing this June. I completed a 300-hour senior preceptorship in the PICU at X Hospital and I'm looking to be hired into your new grad residency program. If you have any relevant experience that is specific to this role, you wanna denote it now. Let's say you did a senior preceptorship in the PICU and you are applying for a PICU job, you wanna say that right now, because right away you're gonna be one level above anybody else who didn't do that. If you worked as a caregiver, if you have any sort of actual paid experience, you're gonna wanna denote that here. But keep it short and keep it sweet. Number two, set yourself apart. Everybody can give the background, Everybody can say the boring stuff. How are they going to remember you? You need something to wow them. And while they may not remember your name, you want them to remember like, oh, I remember that girl who said that she went jet skiing seven times a week. So an example of this, something that I'm personally very proud of is my language skills. So in my intro, it always tell them, I was born in Japan, but I grew up here in the US. My parents had a fun system at home where on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, they spoke Mandarin, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, they spoke Japanese, and on Sundays, I got to choose. 
This blew people's minds. Often they would be so intrigued by this fact that we would actually just go down a rabbit hole talking about myself and how I grew up rather than the scheduled, boring interview questions that they had. And step three, make yourself human. They've already read your CV, they read your cover letter, they probably have a pretty basic understanding of you. You don't need to regurgitate too much of that information right now. What is something that makes you human and likable? Why would they want to hire you and work with you? What is it that you like to do in your spare time? Are you a marathon runner? Do you have a dog? Something that I would share is that I have a little terrier named Lucky and him and I would run around the UCLA perimeter, which is about five miles. Now, this is a great time to include a hobby or interest that you share with your interviewer. How will you know what you share with them? Well, most of the times you know who's interviewing you, but even if you don't know, with a simple Google search, you can probably figure out who the manager of that unit is, who the supervisor of that floor is. With some simple searches, you can probably figure out your interviewer, even if they don't directly tell you. And you should be doing exactly the same deep dive that you would do for your best friend who's interested in this new guy, on an ex-boyfriend, whoever it might be, you need to go deep. You need to read their LinkedIn, check out their Instagram profile, check out Facebook. Like this is all public information, so you should use it to your advantage. Maybe you'll find that they played D1 basketball in college and so did you then maybe that is a relevant fun fact that you can throw into your intro that is gonna immediately make you more likable. Now, two questions that they absolutely will ask you is why do you want to work here? And why should I hire you to work here? So basically they wanna know why us and then why you? Like what would make us such a good fit for each other? When you answer the why us question, why do you wanna work at X hospital? You should always make it feel like they are your number one choice. Here's what a sample answer may look like. Like. X Hospital is my top choice employer because after completing my senior preceptorship and getting to work with the staff over the last three months, I can confidently say that this is an environment that fosters learning, prioritizes safety, and excels in providing patient-centered care. Not to mention that this is a level one trauma center, has magnet status, and caters to the underserved patient population which I am looking to serve. I also know that X Residency Program provides educational courses throughout the year, a full 10-week one-on-one orientation period, period, all of which I feel like would help me have the best transition into becoming a full-fledged nurse. And then end by kind of tying that into how you would be a positive addition in that environment. And make sure you know what things about their residency program or about that specific job sets them apart from other people. The worst thing you can do is go in unprepared, not knowing enough about that job, and clearly they're like, you don't even want it that much. Okay, now the why should we hire you part. Equally important, in this section, you're gonna number one, tell me what experience you have that other candidates don't. This can be work experience, this can be personal experience, this could be extracurriculars. So maybe you worked as a caregiver. What extracurriculars do you have? Are you doing research? Have you published a paper? Why are you so passionate about this job, this unit? Is there anything, any evidence that you can show? And what personal experience do you have? Do you happen to have a family story? The elements that make you very human are never a bad idea in an interview. Number two, what personality traits do you possess that make you stellar? This can be a very simple answer. You know, you're detail oriented, you're good at communication, you're a good team player, but make sure you give them the keywords that they are looking to hear. And number three, why would you be a good fit here? How are you going to blend in and be a positive addition to that existing environment? 
For the rest of the interview questions, I typically classify them into general questions, technical questions, and then behavioral questions. Generic questions are things that you should already have answers memorized to. This includes things like strengths and weaknesses, three words to describe you, three words other people would use to describe you, your proudest achievement, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. I won't waste too much time explaining these because they're pretty self-explanatory. Within the guide that you can purchase on my website, it will give you guidance on how to answer these. I want to emphasize that the five-year plan, 10-year plan question needs to be answered very carefully. Think about the job that you are applying for. For example, if you are applying to a bedside nursing new grad position, do you really want to tell them that, oh, I want to be an NP in a couple years. I want to go and get my DNP. Think about what's in the best interest of the person who is hiring you. It costs thousands and thousands of dollars to train a new nurse. The last thing they want to hear is that you have plans to go back to school and not work on this unit in a couple of years. So sometimes honesty is not the best policy. You kind of need to tell them what they want to hear. A good answer for a new grad nurse would be that my goal is to complete the new grad residency program, continue to ascend to clinical nurse two, clinical nurse three. I would also love to be part of the XYZ committee or lead X committee. Name examples of things where you can excel in that job that you have without taking you out of that workplace. Behavioral questions. This is typically the bulk of your interview, especially in healthcare. They want to know how you handle difficult situations and how you handle being put on the spot. So this includes questions such as tell me about a time you dealt with a difficult coworker. Tell me about a time you made a mistake. Tell me about a time you were stressed. You dealt with a difficult patient. You were overwhelmed. They are all kind of similar, but also different. I typically break down these answers in three parts, context, action, and then the conclusion. Context, tell people what happened in that situation. Number two, action. What did you do in response? And number three, the conclusion. This is the part that everybody forgets. What happened after you took action? What were the results? What changed? What did you learn from that situation? Make sure that you close the loop and fully answer the question that they are asking. The trick to handling behavioral questions is to always have five to seven scenarios in your head. On the spot, it's gonna be extremely difficult to think of an answer and craft it well and make sure you're hitting every single part of the answer so that it sounds like a full story. So what you're going to do is that within these five to seven scenarios, it's not that you are lying, but you are highlighting different parts of the scenario to answer the question at hand. Have these stories prepared in advance. I cannot emphasize that enough. With behavioral interview questions, you really wanna make sure that you're actually answering the question that they're asking. Make sure that your scenario is relevant. Make sure that your conclusion ties back to the original question. Now that we're done talking about interview questions, let's talk about all the rest of it. So your interview probably started way before you even knew that it did. If you've ever done an internship, a sub-I, a preceptorship, or met the people who are about to interview you, it's highly likely that the outcome of the interview has already been decided. That's why you wanna make sure to always remain professional do not burn bridges. And every day you are in that internship, on that unit, your goal is to number one, do your job well. And number two, make sure that the people around you like you. Now let's talk about preparation before the interview. 
Do you wanna know how to get an interviewer to love you every single time? We chatted a little bit about this earlier. You best be using the internet to your full advantage. The same way that they're gonna be Googling you, researching you, looking at your Instagram, you should do the same to them. Do a deep dive search on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, their Strava when they're running. Any information that you can find on the internet can be used to your advantage. You should really know anything and everything about this person. Do they live on the beach? Do they have a dog? Do they have a gluten allergy? And carefully craft your interview answers to capture the type of person that they would love. You will automatically be more likable if you have more things in common with them. And if you have multiple interviewers, you should be doing this for every single panelist. The first impression, this is often more important than we think. There is a lot of psychology behind the colors that you should wear and the kind of emotions it'll elicit from the person who sees them. Generally, people recommend grays, blues, and blacks. They are more professional. It said here that science shows blue gives off trustworthy, honest, incredible vibes. Purples and yellows speak to creativity, optimism, and being unique, while other shades such as orange should be avoided. Survey shows that over 25% of companies think that orange is an unprofessional color. When you're trying to choose what to wear in an interview, Overall, I would say that you should err on the more conservative side, especially if you're working in healthcare because you just don't know who's gonna interview you. Well, yes, a job interview is that they are interviewing you and you are also similarly deciding if you want a job with them. It's always a better idea to try to secure that job offer and then you can say no if you want to, right? Things that my mentors taught me were that, you know, take out any piercings if you have them, cover up tattoos. The last thing that you want is for them to judge you before they actually get to know you. And while I would love to believe that people are not biased and they are going to look at you from a non-judgmental perspective, you just cannot control how the other person will think. So it's best to just stay on the more conservative side. And you're gonna be fighting against hundreds, maybe thousands of applicants. The last thing that you want is for some small detail to be the reason you're disqualified. Okay, the actual interview. You must know who your audience is. Who are you speaking to? Oftentimes for a job, there are multiple rounds of interviews. Perhaps the first interview is with a manager and then the second one is with coworkers or people who are actually on that unit. So who's your audience? Think about it. If you are interviewing with a manager, you're gonna wanna give more textbook answers. From a manager's perspective, what they're concerned about is that you are going to follow the rules, you are going to show up and do your job, and you're gonna do it well, because those are the things that make their life as a manager easier. Whereas if you're doing a peer interview, what they're thinking is, is this person somebody I actually wanna work with? Is this person human? Are they fun? If you're giving your peer-to-peer -peer interviewer a textbook answer, they might think you're a stickler, maybe you're not a ton of fun. If I'm gonna need to change a patient, would you help me? Are you a team player? So the priorities, depending on who is interviewing you, are completely different. Craft your answer based on who is interviewing you. Now, post-interview, you always wanna be sure to send a thank you note. The thank you note should include all the generic things that a thank you note should include, but it also should include a personal touch that you specifically talked about in your interview. Make sure that the interviewer feels like you didn't just send the same thank you note to every single place you interviewed at. It's also a great time to remind them of maybe some of your positive attributes and reiterate your interest in the job. The full guide on my website has a template for this so that you can make sure that your thank you note is A1. And if you don't get a response from the thank you note, don't fret. They usually get a lot of thank you notes, but they typically do read them. And if your institution says specifically do not send a thank you note, that's fine too. I would err on the side of following the rules that they have recommended. And finally, I wanna end with some anecdotal experience. Practice makes perfect. The more you practice, the better you will get. The first interview that you do will not be your best and that's okay. 
I used to get rejected from every single gig I interviewed for and now I am so confident in my interview answers that I actually kind of enjoy doing them. When I was applying for new grad jobs, the first ever job I did an interview for actually was not a great performance and I got rejected. And rejection doesn't necessarily mean that you did a bad job. It just means that you weren't the best fit for them and that's okay too. I was very thankful that I got to use that one as practice for the interview that really mattered. And finally, I wanna remind you that if you are applying for a job or maybe you're looking for a different job, rejection is redirection. It just means that something better is coming for you. Focus on doing everything that you can to prepare for the interview, but don't worry so much about the results. If they don't want you, chances are you probably don't want them either. I hope that these interview tips are helpful and that you can use them to your advantage when you are applying for your next job. And that's it for today. Make sure you head to mickeyride.com if you want to purchase the full interview guide, which again includes a full list of interview questions, sample answers, an interview preparation checklist, email templates, and more. Other than that, I will see you guys next week. Bye.